It's time for Red Zone Talk on 95.3 KGY, a weekly look at high school football in the area with your host, Noel Wall. And uh, good morning and welcome to Red Zone Talk. Uh, this is the weekly high school football roundup show. It's a live conversation about teams and games in the area. And this morning, we are very happy to kick off season number five. I'm your host, Noel Wall, and joining me this season is Olympian contributor Dave Weber. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Noel. Great to be here. Hey, it's great to have you. And uh, since you're a new voice for our fans, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a lot of athletic background. Yeah, that's just because I'm old. But anyway, going back uh, about 25 years of coaching and athletic administration in, in this area, I was the athletic director at Evergreen State College for about 10 years. Also coached some girls basketball at Tumwater. And as far as media goes, both before and after my coaching career, I've had about 10 years in uh, newspapers, radio, Web streaming, just about every kind of sports media. And you were you worked a little, I know, with Eli Network. I did last year. I did uh, play by not play by play. I did color for them on a number of sports, and uh, covered everything under the sun for the Olympian too. So I've been uh, been around this area quite a bit the last four or five years, seeing all the different prep teams. All right. Well, it's great. It's great to have you on board, and uh, it's going to be a fun season. Uh, we'll just to let people know, we're going to have interviews that Dave's been doing and will do through the season with people. Uh, and, in fact, later on in the show, we'll hear an interview with a pair of Capital Cougars, quarterback Grant Erickson and wide receiver Chris Penner. Uh, by the way, this show will be available for podcast on the Red Zone Talk page of the KGY website, which you can find at kgyfm.com. All you have to do is click the on air on the green line and select Red Zone Talk from the drop-down menu. Uh, when you get there, you'll also find a place to enter your soon-to-be new driver to win free driver's ed from our friends at 911 Driving School. More content will be coming soon. You can email the show, rzt at kgyradio.com. And uh, today is exciting. We're going to look at all the teams we cover, 12 teams overall. And uh, we're going to have a good preseason look at all those teams. But that's going to come up after our first time out. We'll be right back on Olympia's KGY. The Woodshed Furniture on Martin Way in Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings. Pieces that will stay in the family for generations. If it's been a while, you owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom gallery. Lie down on the Serta or Simmons mattress. Check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, industry financing OAC. 6127 Martin Way, The Woodshed in Lacey. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Gibson's Custom Meats on Martin Way. Fresh meat and seafood, pork and beef locker packs, steaks, roasts, chops, bacon, sausage, and more. Chuck Gibson's priorities are customer service, quality product, and outstanding prices. This week, buy the pound, Western Sizzler or New York Steak, $4.99. Pork baby back ribs, $2.49. Beer brats, $3.99. And pork breakfast sausage, $2.19. Get hamburger patties for $3.99 a pound and bone-in chicken breast, just 99 cents. Open daily on Martin Way, Gibson's. Kubota, the subcompact tractor pioneers have done it again. 
The all-new Kubota BX80 Series subcompact tractor has performance, versatility, and comfort that'll surprise you. Built to move dreams forward with features like the exclusive Swift-Touch front loader, an easy-over mower deck, and a complete set of Land Pride implements. The all-new Kubota BX80. J&I Power, 3729 Pacific and Olympia, and on Bald Hills Road in Yelp. Get it done, save a ton, J&I. And welcome back to uh, Red Zone Talk, where uh, Episode 5, or Season 5, gets underway with Episode 1 today. I'm Noel, along with Dave, and uh, we are uh, set to talk about, this is kind of the preseason show, even though the season starts tonight. Uh, everybody begins the season. Let's take a look at the 2018 teams, teams starting with the smaller schools, and that would be in 2B, the Rainier Mountaineers, with Coach Terry Shaw. He's been there six years. They did pretty good last year, 7-3. and three. Finished third in the Mountain uh, League and got to, you know, go to a playoff game. Tell me about uh, Rainier. Well, Rainier is, uh, they're cresting a wave right now in their program. As you mentioned, they're 7-3. and three. That playoff appearance was their first state appearance in 26 years. And they're obviously very proud of that. And pretty capable of following through again this year. Terry Shaw, who you mentioned, he was the Olympians All-Area Coach of the Year last year for uh, guiding them into that playoff berth. Um and they've got some good players we'll talk about in a minute. But one of the things about Rainier that's uh, interesting, they should be one of the teams helped by that new seeding committee. Oh, really? The WIA has, has started up to uh, seed the teams rather than just put number four from this league. And so, sure. Because as Coach Shaw says, coming in third in that mountain division is pretty much the equivalent of making it to the state title game. It's that tough in that league. So they will get a chance to perhaps be seeded away. They went to the playoffs last year, but when they got to their state game, Napavine dusted them off pretty handily, and that's a team from their league. Yeah. So the seating will help them quite a bit. Yeah, well, that's an interesting change and a worthy one because there are a couple of leagues where strong teams in the same league, you know, wind up getting eliminated before they otherwise would, you know. Yeah, and it's, it'll be good for them to have that opportunity. But they are they are keyed by a very good player, Zach Lofgren. He was on the Olympians All-Area team at defensive back, and he's also a quarterback who uh, – Triple option quarterback who rushed for 910 yards, passed for 450, combined 25 touchdowns, and really a good leader by example. He, uh, according to Coach Shaw, he didn't miss a single offseason workout. So he's been uh, um, a key player for them for a number of years. Uh, they lost some offensive linemen, but as Coach Shaw said, when you don't have a lot of players, everybody gets to step in and play. So he does have some great players back. He's got another all-area choice. In Easton Holmes, Trent Galbraith, Travis Honegger, and a sophomore that starts at center, Rife Holmes. Um, so they should be good on offense. They've got Brody Klein, who's an all-around skill position player. He played running back and receiver and also listed as the backup quarterback. All right. And uh, tonight? Tonight they open up with uh, Raymond on the road. They beat them 27 to nothing last year in Rainier. And last year the Mounties got off to a tremendous start. They were 5-0 and before they lost a game. First three games were shutouts, so we'll yeah. see if they can do anything like that to kick off the 2018 season. The goals of former powerhouse back back in the day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Rainier with a good opportunity tonight. Moving on to 1A, Tonino Beavers, and a second-year coach, uh, Kerry Nagel. They went just 1-7. and seven. They were fifth in the 1A league uh, last year, a building year for them. <clears throat> yeah, and they're picked to finish near the bottom of that league again this year. Hoquiam, Montesano, Elmo, Forks, that's their competition. They're all pretty tough. So, um, Coach Nagel's interesting character, though. He, he really uh, has believed in toughness and innovation, and they uh, 
actually went out to the coast for four days at Nakota Beach to uh, try to create some team unity. They had an interesting camp with some skits and things like that. They also had some tough uh, bonding exercises where they woke the kids up in the middle of the night and made them march around with canoes on their heads. Nice. You know, a camp like that can do a lot. According to the players that did, I was talking to some of them, Paxton Russell, their defense, uh, excuse me, their tight end linebacker. He thought it was a great, uh, great experience. Um, Jace Griffiths, their four-year starter, uh, moving from receiver to running back this year, he was he was definitely high enough. They're all really high enough. It's a small town team, and uh, they equate the team to the town. The kids even do, and they were saying if there's any kid in this town that thinks he's going to play on this team without giving 110 percent, Coach Nagel isn't having it. So, um, interesting uh, thing. They do have a lot of changes, though. They're still probably in a rebuilding mode. Uh, their quarterback Carl Hesaw, he's new to the position. Played receiver in DB last year. But they say he's a great leader. Coach Nagel said he's the guy that runs the ship. And he has Jace Griffiths to throw to. Uh, Paxton Russell, tight end to throw to. And a couple of defenders, uh, oh, excuse me, a couple of linemen, Ryan Dusky and Robert Marty, should help them uh, get the offense going. All right. All right. And uh, Rochester tonight for them. Yeah, a huge game for both teams. Rochester is in the identical situation. We'll be talking about them next, I believe. And they are... In a very very similar situation to Nino, last year they pulled off an upset. They were they had not beaten the Beavers in eight years, and they beat them at Tenino when uh, Tenino was opening up their brand new black turf spoiled, field. Spoiled the black turf black, opening. The black turf, and it was the first year that they called it the Scatter Creek Showdown. And yeah, you know it was a big night for Tenino and Rochester. Spoiled it. They were down early and uh, rallied back and and got them, which was a huge deal for them because prior to last season, their new coach, who we'll talk about in a minute was not terribly optimistic, so that helped kick off Rochester's season in a good way. Yeah, incidentally, that black turf appeared in a music video, the uh, Firefighters Lip Sync Challenge. Uh, hometown boy Adam Craig was part of that for them, and he hosts their Four Square Mile uh, music festival every year. That's posted on our sister cha- station, KO's website, uh, Facebook page, if you want to see that. But let's move on to a Evco, and yeah, Rochester Warriors. They have a second-year coach in John Moorhead. They went just two and seven last year. Um, they like a, an option with a variation of the wishbone a little bit. Yeah, and they 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 are so it's it's interesting that they're arch rivals with Tenino. They're not in the same classification, but they're right across the road from each other, and they are um, in the same boat. Um, Moorhead was a uh, first-year coach last year after then the third of three in a row. Third, yeah, third of three new coaches um, came in a little skepticism. But he says that by just sticking around for two years, he's gained a lot more trust from the players. As I said, they got that early win over Tonino, came back a couple weeks later and beat Charles Wright. So they, they felt like winners at the start of last season. That helped them build um, towards this year. They, Both the coaches and the players uh, freely admit that there was a little bit of attitude on the team last year, but it's different players, different different changes there, and everyone's fired up about this year. One thing I think that was interesting about them is when they were being convinced to move up to 2A, Evco, uh, one of the conditions was they didn't want to have to play against Tumwater. And that that position has changed. Well, the position has changed. There's a new athletic director and John Moorhead, the new coach. Interestingly enough, one of the few games that Tumwater has lost out, you know, in, in regular season ball the last few years, a couple years ago they lost to Stelicum, and Moorhead was an assistant on the Stelicum staff that year. So he has no... He had no fear of them in terms of he wants to play the best. They know they're probably not going to win that game. Sure. But they're they're delighted to play it. 
he has a lot of respect. He, he told me was, if the best team in the state year after year, the you know consistently best team is in your league, why wouldn't you want to play them? Yeah, exactly. So, so I, he's he's looking to play. They're playing them on September the 28th. I like that attitude. Yeah. Moving on to Black Hills, Wolves. Coach uh, Kirk Stevens is in his fifth year now. They had a winning season last year, 6-5, and five, finished third, then lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and last year it was it was kind of a disappointing year for them. They had a lot of injuries that uh, that hampered them, including to Ethan Loveless, their starting quarterback. He got hurt in that. That really they they weren't really prepared to deal with that injury uh, in terms of who was coming in behind him. He's back this year though, and his brother uh, Zach is there, uh, one of three uh, running backs along with excuse me four running backs along with Preston Lee and uh, Jaden Toussaint and Taylor Simmons. So they have a, a running back by committee that should be pretty good. And Loveless, who is actually going to play baseball at the University of Portland next year, he did pass for 140 yards per game when he was in, and he's got some receivers like Alex Kanegi, Nolan Reynolds, and Josh Rogers to show to throw to. So Black Hills should be uh, at least as good as they were last year, I would think. All right. Uh, and they're going to play against uh, Bremerton. They are, and I, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know too much about Bremerton, but um, this will be a, uh, a good start for them to get back to – having Ethan Loveless on, over center, and they have uh, worked on their physical conditioning. Dave Claridge, who's the throws coach on the track team, he's been working with them on a strength program. So however good Bremerton is, there will be a good test for the Wolves to find out how good they are. Yeah. Um, and then the next step is uh, the powerhouse, Tumwater T-Birds. Uh, longtime coach Bill Beatty, not longtime coach of the T-Birds. He's uh, in his second year. But he certainly is uh, well-known around the area. Uh, Birds went 11-3 and last year. They were Evco champs, and they lost in the state title game to Hawkinson. They did. And uh, Bill Beatty, you know, in my opinion, was probably the best choice they could have possibly made. He didn't let the moment get to him. It was For him, it was his alma mater, at a, his high school alma mater was Tumwater. He did play for Sid Auden, who he's replacing. Yeah. And uh, he, t- he took it easy. I covered a number of their games throughout the year. He was never really riled up after the game. He's always pretty calm about what had happened. And they come in this year ranked second statewide in the News Tribune's preseason poll behind Archbishop Murphy, who they managed to defeat last year yeah. in the semifinals. So, you know, they're in the mix. You know, being ranked second right now um, after beating the team that's ranked ahead of them last year, they have a really good shot. And they're they're another, well, I don't have to tell anybody that's listening to this program, they're a run-oriented team. They always have been. Dylan Payne is a preseason all-state selection for them junior that rushed for 1,803 yards as a sophomore. Um, then they've got some other kids behind him. Zane Murphy totaled 820 yards last year rushing. Turner Allen and then a kid who transferred in from Minnesota, Dylan Loftus. So they have a uh, bunch of backs. They've got Caden Hicks, an all-area offensive lineman. So they are looking uh, looking pretty sharp with that running game, and they're hoping to address their passing game. That was Probably their only weakness um, when they got behind to Hawkinson. Yeah. It was difficult to catch up. They did have one good passing play down the field, but most of that game they were playing catch up without a without a really uh, effective passing game. They've got three kids, uh, as last time I looked, that were battling for the starting job. One in each class, Wyatt Palmer's the senior, Ty Gilliland's a junior, and Kobe Wellens a sophomore. So we'll see who gets the time there. All right. And uh, they're going to open with Timberline. They are, and that is, uh, that is the weekend's biggest game. It was supposed to be last night. But instead, it's going to be tonight at 5 o'clock or this afternoon at 5 o'clock at South Sound Stadium. And it'll be followed by North Thurston's home game. But um, Doubleheader. Doubleheader. I don't know if one admission gets them. <laughs> don't yeah. hold us to it if they try to make you pay twice for the right. West Seattle Thurston game. But um, 
Yeah, I've seen a couple of these over the years, Tom Water and, and Timberline Games. Always a good game. A um, little bit different philosophies. Uh, Timberline runs that pistol, which is a running offense, but you can also pass out of it. Right. Tom Water primarily is going to run that wing tee and run the ball over and over. They've been doing that for years, and they're good at it. They're good at it. I mean, it, it, and kids grow up in town knowing if they want to play, they better be good at the positions required there. Timberline, one of the things they have going for them year after year is huge turnout. I mean, they always have a huge squad. Even back, you know, 15 years ago when they had the, the great Jonathan Stewart, they would take him out at halftime, and so some other running back would come in and gain 100 yards. Yeah, and of course, we'll, we'll talk more about Timberline yeah, a little bit later in the show. But that's a huge game, and if you can make it out there, I'd go. That's a great one. Uh, other teams in the 2A Co: Aberdeen, Centralia, and uh, WF West Bearcats, who finished second in that league last year. Uh, 2A SPSL, the South Puget Sound League, uh, River Ridge Hawks with uh, Colby Davies in his second year. They were league champs last year and lost in the quarterfinals. Actually, it's still Steve Schultz. Steve Schultz oh, is, is it? Coach. Yeah, he's still. Oh well, I don't know where I got bad information. Yeah, I'm... I got fake news. I didn't. I didn't want to <laughs> contradict you on the air, but I couldn't. I couldn't. That's fine. You know, no. Steve, I'm going to their game tomorrow, and I don't want Steve coming up to you and saying, "Yeah, yeah. Holy Davies." So anyway, no, I got it wrong. But yeah, they were seven and four last year, and they also well, they they unlike Tomwater, they lost to Archbishop Mitty, and that's what knocked them out of the state tournament. But they're ranked ninth right now in the preseason poll, and uh, Stelcom and Edenville and them are all predicted to battle for the SPSL title. And they'll be there if they make it to state, it would be their fifth straight appearance. They've got a sophomore quarterback in Javon Brown who's supposed to be smart uh, and effective. They've got a speedy wide receiver in Dante Owens who can be a key playmaker along with running backs Karen Hunkin, Brian Malloy. And they do have a couple of really, really good, or three really good two-way linemen in uh, Herb Polu, Joel Mellon, and Tyrese Thrower. So a lot of good talent. And last year they were talking about they were young and uncertain. They got that fourth straight state appearance, and they're coming back this year with a 25-player senior class, and it's no longer a worry of how young they are. And in my notes, I didn't put who they play tonight. Well, they will be playing one of the teams you just mentioned. They'll be playing WF West. And WF West is not a big one to start with. It is, and I'm going to actually, that's the game I'm going to be covering for the Olympian. And WF West is not ranked in any of the preseason polls, but in the Max Preps uh, computer rankings, they're 15th. So. They're going to be pretty good, and they usually are. Yeah. And they lost a couple key players, but um, got to go down there to play them in Chehalis. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure if they're not ranked, they don't really care. No, they, they won't <laughs> They won't be caring too much about that. They have uh, a new coach as well. I forget his name, but um, they're not going to be an easy test for Riverage, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, Schultz and company, they're not really worried about an easy test. They're wanting to get uh, some improvement by playing good, good competition. All right. Well, there we go. The rest of the league, Stillicum, Eatonville, Evergreen of Seattle, and Highline and Orton, Orting. Uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we will have that uh, interview with uh, the Capital Cougars quarterback, Grant Erickson, and wide receiver, Chris Penner. That comes up next. Right here on uh, 95.3 Olympia's KGY. If you are considering a joint replacement, experience and expertise matters. At Olympia Orthopedic Associates, their board-certified and fellowship-trained joint replacement specialists have helped thousands of patients return to an active lifestyle using the latest advancements in joint replacement procedures. And they are the only ones in the area offering outpatient joint replacement procedures, which eliminate the need for long hospital stays and get you back home the same day as your procedure. To find out if you're a candidate, visit OlympiaOrthopedics.com today. 
great bargains are waiting for you in the KGY online marketplace. We have great deals from trusted local merchants right here in the South Sound. You could save up to 50% on amazing items like a Dell Latitude 2100 netbook laptop completely refurbished, only $55, regular price $99. A $25 gift certificate to Amici Italian Eatery for only $15 or a $25 gift certificate to Wild Birds Unlimited, only $15. These deals and so much more are online right now at KGYFM.com. Sports fans, spin tees, screen print, and graphics in Olympia and Tacoma gives you the very best printing and embroidery. Perfect for teams, schools, companies, or special events. Get excellent quality, custom design, quick turnaround, and low pricing. Count on spin tees for quality brands like Port Authority, Sport Tech, and District Threads. Easy ordering and results you'll love. 2008 Harrison in Olympia. Online at SpinTeesPrints.com. Friend Spin Tees on Facebook. At Gillis Auto Center in Shelton, we think there's something you should know. All pre-owned vehicles are valued the same and come from the same auctions. So they sell for about the same price. But at Gillis Auto Center, you get the warranty forever on all qualifying vehicles and no charge to you. You simply get more for your money. If this makes sense to you, get to Gillis Auto Center in Shelton, just off the 101 and 24-7 at GillisAutoCenter.com. And we are back with uh, 95.3 KGY and Red Zone Talk. I'm Noel Wall with Dave Weber, and we'd love to thank our presenting sponsor, Olympia Orthopedic Associates. Uh, great to have them on board. Uh, we're moving up to the 3A South. What is SSC? What does that stand for? South Sound Conference. South Sound Conference. Okay. And the Capital Cougars with uh, first-year coach Terry Rose. Uh, they've been through some coaches. They were 4-6 and six last year, finished 6th. Uh, and tell us about Capital. Yeah, they've had three coaches in three years, and that was uh, uh, halfway planned out last year when Darren Tinnerstadt took over late for J.D. Johnson. That was an interim hire, and then they brought in Terry Rose. And Terry's uh, new to the area as far as coaching. He's been uh, building up his business, which is the CrossFit and Olympia business. And then before that, he was an offensive coordinator back at Bountiful uh, High School in Utah for nine years. So he's planning to bring in a uh, what he calls a new twist on an old-school offense. Um, I saw in a different newspaper article that he's going to run IBACs, so we'll see what happens there. But That's he, going back a few years. Going back a few years, indeed. But he does have uh, uh, the, the two guys we'll hear from a little bit later, senior quarterback Grant Erickson, who was second-team all-SSC and also second-team all-area. And he'll again have Chris Penner. He's been in Chris's teammate in various sports since they were four years old, and he'll be throwing to him. Regularly, Chris made 57 catches last year for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. So they have another potential playmaker in running back Eric Jackson and a pretty decent line with Daniel Bailey, Mason Bertelli, and Tate Smith up front. And the biggest thing as far as Coach Rose, he says he's been very happy with the leadership that he's gotten. Guys like Erickson, Penner, Jackson, Bertelli, and also a guy named Reagan Davina have all provided some good leadership for them. And um, we'll see how where that takes them. All right, and you had a chance to interview with uh, Erickson and Penner. Uh, tell us a little bit about that before we get into the interview. Yeah, naturally, as uh, the two senior stars, and they're not just football stars, they're also both pretty solid basketball players. In fact, both of them are planning to play basketball in college and not football. So um, they're just teammates, teammates, teammates. So they seem like the good place to start to ask them what they thought of the new coaching regime and 
actually, that's the first question I asked him was, yeah. what's it like to uh, play for third coach in three years, and how can you help the adjustment go smoother? And here's their answer. All right, we're here at Capitol High School with uh, oh. quarterback Grant Erickson and wide receiver Chris Penner. Guys, you have your third coach in three years this year. What's the uh, what's the challenges with that? Uh, it's just, there's a lot more new expectations each year. A different coach, they have different routine, different game plans. You have to switch up your offense, defense. Whereas now we have a complete new offense we have to learn. So it's t- taking time out of like running through plays rather than learning. We were learning plays instead. So it's just makes it harder to get into kind of the rhythm and all those different yeah um I, it's kind of similar just like pregame is different just it, every coach brings different things to the table and just trying to fill gaps where you lost gaps and trying to adjust to what they expect and that's just been the difference last so year. as as senior leaders what do you what can you guys do to help uh speed up the process of the adjustments and so forth we can um kind of out of practice, help up players that don't quite understand it, kind of learn the plays and all. So in practice, we can be running through the plays rather than learning them. We can kind of bring along all the underclassmen who are a little confused and not sure of what to do. And then also just buy into the system. I mean, if, if some of the seniors are saying, yeah, this is, what are we doing? This is dumb. Then some of the underclassmen are going to do that and not buy in as much. And we just have to buy into every coach. And hopefully we've got one that will be around for a while. And we're just going to buy in and give them everything we have. So given that, what have you liked so far about the team? What have you seen in practice that makes you confident going into the games? There's so much more energy. People are excited to be here. People are looking forward to game time, all hyped up, energetic especially, and just a fun environment. Yeah, it's just it's a different level of energy. It's a different attitude. It's just a different, completely different approach. We're really excited. All right, thanks, guys. Good luck this season. Thank you. And these guys sounded pretty optimistic. Yeah, they did. And, you know, those are, those are two guys that uh, – you know, they've, they've been there and done that. You know, they're a little disappointed that their their era at Capitol did not, uh, is not likely to have included a state playoff appearance, but they definitely want to be on a part of a team that uh, establishes a new tradition going forward um, under the new coach. All right, and t- tonight they play Lakes. They do, another team that's going to be, you know, in the mix in their league, but possibly, you know, not at the very top, and that'll be at Harry Lang Stadium in Lakewood and Anybody's going to go up to that game that is not at Lakes, that's at Clover Park. So right. make sure you get to the right the right location. you got to go to the right place. I've done some yeah. play-by-play from that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, a look at uh, the Capitol Cougars and uh, the quarterback and uh, receiver and stuff. We are going to come back with the rest of 3A and 4A and uh, the final segment of Red Zone Talk uh, when we come back after this break on 95.3 KGY. At Rapid Orthopedic Care, they know bone, joint, and muscle injuries are never planned. That's why they offer expert orthopedic care with no appointment needed. Their state-of-the-art orthopedic urgent care in West Olympia and Hawkesbury offer on-site x-ray as well as evening and weekend hours. Best of all, you'll be seen by one of Olympia Orthopedic Associates' experts, so you'll know you're getting the best care possible. So whether it's an injury on the field or that nagging pain you've had for weeks, they have you covered. Visit rapidorthopedic.com to learn more. That's rapidorthopedic.com. Driver's education is a big step. Independence, mobility, responsibility. Get your student off to a safe start with 911 Driving School, the only school taught exclusively by highly trained police instructors. Results are clear. Trained drivers have fewer violations, suspensions, and collisions. 911 administers all DOL written and drive tests. 
Classes are forming now for start dates this month, next month, and throughout the summer in Tumwater, Lacey, and Yelm. Learn more and enroll today at 911drivingschool.com. The Woodshed Furniture on Markaway and Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings. Pieces that will stay in the family for generations. If it's been a while, you owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom gallery. Lie down on the Serta or Simmons mattress. Check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, industry financing OAC. 6127 Martin Way, The Woodshed in Lacey. Celebrate Olympia's nautical heritage with the 2018 Olympia Harbor Days Vintage Tugboat Races and Festival. Brought to you by the Squaxin Island Tribe. Enjoy historic ships and tugboats from all over the South Sound. Cultural activities and fun for kids of all ages. Canoe races Saturday, storytelling Saturday and Sunday. And carving and weaving demos throughout the weekend. The Squaxin Island Tribe is proud to present the Squaxin Island Salish Seaport. Featuring local tribal art and culture from Squaxin Island and other local tribes. Plus the Salish Seaport Beer Garden. Benefiting the Squaxin Museum. Don't miss the Little Creek Salmon Dinner. This weekend, it's Olympia Harbor Days, brought to you by the Squaxin Island Tribe. And we are back with uh, Red Zone Talk on 95.3 KGY. I'm Noel, along with Dave Weber, and uh, going to finish up our preseason look at local teams. Returning to the 3A South Sound Conference, North Thurston and Coach William Garrow, third year. They were 2-8 and eight last year. They were. They didn't make the playoffs, and they're pretty picked in the uh, News Tribune's preseason thing to finish well down the list again this year, but uh, they really have bulked up their coaching staff. William Garrow has kind of an all-star assistant uh, cast. He has former Rams head coach Rocky Patchen as his quarterback coach, brought on uh, one-time Tonino head coach Randy Swilly. Um, unfortunately for them, the playing member of their brain trust, the expected starting quarterback Dylan Harn, tore his ACL in a summer basketball game, and he's out for the season. So they have a young man named Keaton Maggard Jr. who's taken over, and uh, Rocky Patchen has called in one of the best sophomore signal callers he's seen in his decades of coaching. So along with a running back, Chase Marcotte, and an offensive lineman, Andy Rose, um, that's who they'll be expecting to drive the ball downfield for the Rams this year. They do have a stellar defensive player in all-league pass rusher Kai Bergman, also a tremendous wrestler. He's being recruited by a number of Ivy League schools. He's an emotional leader as well as a physical leader on the defense. And they have another lineman. They'll see how he goes, a sophomore named Armani Tuanoa, uh, 6'3", 245. So we'll see how much help he gives Bergman on the defensive line. All right. And uh, tonight's opponent? They're going to be playing West Seattle. And that is, as we mentioned, part of a uh, quote-unquote doubleheader as they will follow right. the uh, right. Timberline uh, Tumwater game. Um not sure how that one's going to go. A couple teams that are not traditional football powerhouses, and you know, but it will be uh, Thurston's home opener. So hopefully they'll put on a good effort. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Yelm coach Jason Ronquillo. Willow, how does he say that? He's Ron, in his Ronquillo, I believe. Ronquillo in his sixth year. Uh, they had a winning season, six and four, and they got to play in a playoff game. They're definitely a sleeper team in the area. Um, you know, as uh, people can tell by listening to this program, most of the not most, but the bulk of the teams in the area are in that 3A South Sound Conference. And you hear a lot about Timberline and then up in uh, Gig Harbor Peninsula. But Yelm might be a team that uh, uh, surprises some people. They're picked to finish only behind those two, Peninsula and Timberline, this season. They have the first-team all-area quarterback coming back in Kyle Robinson. That's a big thing. It is a huge thing. And his junior year ended earlier. Remember, he did not play in that 32-20 loss to Bethel 
So that's not a bad score, and they right. did not have their star quarterback. He passed for 1,901 yards and 14 touchdowns in, I believe, only eight games. So, And he calls his wideouts, Cody Gifford, Austin Osso, and a couple others, he calls them the best receiving core in the league. Naturally enough, you're going to want to pump up your teammates, but if that's true, Yelma's going to, they're going to be a big factor. They lost the uh, league's offensive player of the year. James Palmer graduated, but they've got an uh, um, imposing defensive, I mean, offensive line with Jacob Diamond, Bradley McGannon, and the center, Doug Thompson. So their offense should be fine. And I do want to mention one guy on their defense before we go forward, Derek Platt, another state wrestling champ like Bergman. He made 106 solo tackles at linebacker last year, including nine sacks of the quarterback. So Yelm's got Yelm's got some players on both sides of the ball that could uh, could create some problems. You never know for Peninsula and Timberline. Yeah, and their opponent tonight, The sec- for some reason, the second half of the show, I didn't write down who the opponents are. Well, luckily I did. <laughs> Good. So, and it, it, this actually is important with, with the Elm because Ron Quillo went out and he intentionally created a challenging start for the Tornadoes. Tonight they'll be at 4A Skyview. And, wow. and And then tomorrow they're going to come home, but they'll be playing uh, the team again, Tumwater, the 2A state runner-up. So um, Ron Quillo said, you know, his, his quote on that was, you learn more from failure than success. So when you're playing good teams, they're going to create problems for you and you're going to go, ah, our, our receivers can't get to this spot. We need to adjust. Our linemen are having trouble blocking this certain play. We can adjust to that. And the players all said the same thing. They said they'd rather uh, they'd rather take a beating from a good team in the preseason and learn from it than be halfway through the league season and go, oh, we don't know how to do this, and we're playing Peninsula. So that's, that's good thinking right so good there. Good scheduling, and, and he's got good buy-in from the players on the tough schedule. Yeah. Shelton High Climbers, uh, another team with a first-year coach, Mike Speaks. Um, he's got a... Uphill road, they finished one and nine last year. They did, and, you know, he's he's very cognizant of that. The good thing about Mike Speaks being hired for that job is um, he uh, is high climbers all over him. He, he actually gave me the quote, once a climber, always a climber. He played for a guy we'll talk about in a minute, Jack Stark. Um, yeah. And he also uh, uh, grew up in the town, you know. So he's, he's really sold on building up the youth program and getting the kids playing from – you know, six years old and up through varsity and rebuilding the program for the long haul. They're going to rely on a trio of running backs who each averaged over four yards a carry. Troy Goodwin, 5.5. Jace, Jason Kenyon, 4.5. And Josiah Ollells, 4.4 last year. They have a sophomore quarterback named Skyler Cook who's looked good in practice. They have a, a really slender but quick senior receiver in Anthony Boren. Averaged 16 yards a catch last year. They got a kid out from baseball named Zach Jonker who can be pretty good in tight end uh, Trevor Myers. So those are skill position guys, and they have a, uh offensive lineman, 6'4", 260-pound sophomore, who started as a freshman last year. And the way Speaks talks about him, sounds like he may be a, a college prospect down the road. Uh, quite a big, strong, talented kid. Yeah, that is something. That is something. And where, uh, what's who's their opener? Uh, they'll be open up against North Mason and... Bulldogs. Bulldogs, and it's kind of a rivalry game, you know, both being in Mason County, but... Actually, the most important part about that is they're going to have pregame ceremonies to honor Jack Stark, who people who are a little bit older than me or have lived here longer than me or realized was uh, their coach who guided them to state championships, I believe, in 74 and 85. Um, so he's he's just a legend over there. Um, coach Speaks has revived a helmet decal that they used in those days with a, a white tree with a red S oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they're, they're really – they're really buying into, uh, you know, honoring Coach Stark. The field is being named after him. 
if you read my preseason story in the Olympian, I made a mistake and said the stadium was being named after him. It's actually oh, just the, the field. field. Okay. But Jack Stark will be uh, remembered as Sid Otten was when they named the field at Tumwater District Stadium. Yeah. Him. So, well, back in the 80s and 90s when I was doing play-by-play, uh, Jack Stark was a was a very formidable figure in that. And then uh, Timberline, uh, Coach Nick Mullen, one of the coaches that's been around a long time, 10 years, and uh, they finished 10-1. and one. They were the champions last year, and in fact, last year for the second time in a row, they were SSC champions. They were, and they got all the way to the state quarterfinals when yeah. they lost to Bellevue. They had a really dramatic opening round win over Kamiakin where uh, um, Hunter Campau found J.J. Karam for a touchdown pass in the final minute, and so they had a, you know, Kind of a storybook season going until Bellevue knocked them out of the out of the tournament. But um, they're actually picked in the preseason to be a little bit behind their top rival in the SSC Peninsula. Peninsula is ranked ninth in the state, Timberline tenth. So you can see they're both right there yeah. with each other. Blazers did lose some key players, including a huge one in Michael Barnes, who was their star running back and a, and a quality defensive back. Um, but both those guys I just mentioned, Campound Graham, are back. They have an offensive lineman, Devin Moore, who'll be good up front. And on defense, they've got they've got the real deal in Jamin Faalago. Uh Jamin is a kid that's being recruited by a number of Pac-10 schools. Um, he is on the preseason uh, All-State team, which, to give you an example, only two kids from our area are on it, him and Dylan Payne from Tumwater. Yeah. So really good player. He's moving from cornerback to middle linebacker after he made 74 tackles, six interceptions, and five sacks a year ago. So... He is, uh, like I said, the real deal, and he's keying their defense. And their game tonight, as you said earlier, you know, this is huge. You have the champions from two different leagues meeting each other. It's a state playoff game for the first game of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's going to be it's going to be the most fun uh, that you can have watching a football game tonight. Not to say that fans of the other team should desert their team to come watch it, but if you're a if you're a neutral fan out there and you just want to see yeah. some good, interesting football. Um, that's the place to be tonight at 5 p.m. because uh, you got two teams that are, um, you know, they're both back with a lot of their guys, but not the exact same team. So they're both trying to see where they're going. And as we mentioned about Yelm, they certainly have not uh, not scheduled an easy one for their opener. Right, team. right. And uh, so, again, talking about the length of coaching, you know, Timberlines, Nick, with 10 years of Bill Beatty that's been there, been coaching a long time and had a history with, Tumwater, who had Sid Otten for such a long time. Other teams in this SSC conference, Peninsula, who has had uh, Ross Filkins as head coach 23 years. That's amazing. Central Kitsap, uh, Mark Keel, 19 years. <laughs> and the other team is Gig Harbor in that. So that's that's really something to me. Well, it is. And what it shows is one of the keys that it, it creates is that turnout. You know, Timberline, they'll have 100 kids show up or close to it. Tumwater always has over 100 kids show up because they know what they're getting into. They know what the program is. Yep. It's been a successful program with those guys you mentioned. So kids want to be part of it. And it just, you know, it just breathes on itself. If you're a good coach and you can stay in one spot, you're bound and determined to have a good program before you're done. Yeah. And moving on to the last team we're going to look at this morning, uh, 4A Olympia Bears. Uh, Steve Davis in his second year as head coach, but 27 years, if what I read right in the paper. With the Bears, uh, they were 5-5 five and five last year, lost in the playoffs to Woodenville. Yeah, there's not a lot of turnover going on on, on uh, Olympia's staff. Beatty was there for, I believe, 23 years, and um, Davis has also been involved with the baseball program for a long time. So 
you know, it's another one of those programs where a lot of people turn out for the team. A little bit of an anomaly this year. They only have 10 seniors. They usually have a ton of seniors, only 10, so they're going to kind of rely on a uh, 20-man junior class that includes their starting quarterback, Nathan Herman. Uh, they do have seniors, a running back, a deceptive runner in Garrett Eyal, and a uh, power back in Tyler Wood. they got a speedy uh, receiver in Will Anderson, um, Carter Carlson, a good offensive lineman. Defensively, they got two 300-pound tackles on defense. Randy Nagel and a newcomer, Kahalua Tuatelli, who is coming in from American Samoa. And it's going to be kind of tough to get past them up front. Yeah. All right. It's a, a big, big, big season. Oh, and uh, where do they start tonight? They start at home against Emerald Ridge. And the interesting thing about Olympia is they're in a nine-team SPSL. And as you know, there's only nine regular season games, so that leaves one um one non-conference game, and you can't all have it the first week. So oh, yeah. Olympia, Olympia opens with a league game. Fortunately for them, Emerald Ridge went down pretty easily last year. They beat them 41-zip up there. Yep. But they will not have a non-league game until Skyview on October 12th. And that is... By uh, then it's over. Well, it might not. <laughs> and very interestingly, and I'm trying to remember, I'm not even... I'm kind of zoning out on what team it was, but they played a team from up in... Uh, uh, Whatcom County came down a few years ago when Beatty was still a coach for the the ninth game. You know, they, the, yeah. the, the season was literally over, yeah. and they played this team, and, they, and Beatty said he got 89 kids into the game. Because, oh, wow. Because, you know, it's just, it's over. We're going to the playoffs, and, That's and we're, awesome. we're way ahead. So we're, gonna, we're just going to sub guys in. But, yeah, it's a different concept. I mean, they have that in their other sports. I think there's some of them, soccer, volleyball. No non-conference games at all. Yeah, like volleyball might enter a tournament or something, but they don't get those single non-conference games because their league is very big. And that is, we should mention, that's the four A SPSL, the four A version right. of what what Riverage is in on two A. Yep. All right. Well, there we have it. We have covered a dozen local programs. We've given uh, you out there in Radio Land a little insight and background to what's your appetite for high school football. There are a hundred and fifty-three games tonight. Very little chance of getting rained on. Visit a stadium and cheer. More about that next week. College ball also kicks off this week. Cougars are at Wyoming. And uh, you said uh, Wyoming. Wyoming has a victory. They they beat New Mexico State last week. And kind of a personal one, my daughter played basketball at New Mexico State, so I was kind of following the game. And Wyoming jumped on the poor Aggies right from the start. And the Aggies were a bowl team last year. So for what that's worth, a minor bowl. But they yeah. went to the Arizona Bowl. And Wyoming just whooped them. So I don't know if that makes them uh, uh, enough to take down a Pac-12 team or not, but it'll be an interesting game when they play the Cougars. We, we will find out. Huskies are going to host Auburn. That is going big, isn't it? Ah, it's pretty huge because for both of those teams to even challenge the other in the opener, that I, I admire that. I think that takes a lot of guts. You see a whole lot of – in fact, well, the example being uh, when Urban Meyer got that three-game suspension, the Husky people were Oh, so what? Look who they're playing. You know, and they weren't playing anybody right. earth-shattering earth those first three weeks. And that's typical. Most of those powerhouse teams don't. So for UW, which I think is ranked fifth, are they? And Auburn is ninth or the other way around. It's a good way for them to, to play open. each other. Yep. That is a great way to open the season. And it's at Husky Stadium. So hopefully if people want to see it, there's still some way to get tickets. I don't know that there would be at this late date, but what a game that would be. That's the Tumwater Timberline game of college. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the Seahawks are going to have a long week to finalize rosters and other things after last night's uh, final preseason game. They'll visit Denver to open the season Monday night football, September 9th. You can hear that on our sister station, uh, 96.9 KAYO. 
Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, it's the opening week of high school football. You can find the podcast later on KGYFM.com, and uh, you'll be able to uh, re-listen there. Email us, let us know what you'd like to hear about, and mostly join us next Friday for Red Zone Talk. It'll be week two of the 2018 high school football season. But right now, the workday kickoff begins right here on uh, 95.3 KGY. Enjoy the games this weekend. And remember, every Friday morning is a Red Zone Talk morning on 95.3 KGY. Now KGY begins the Workday Kickoff, playing Olympia's Greatest Hits, 95.3 KGY.